Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm starting a petition to get Stan Lee an Oscar. I mean, I'm Alex. This week, we are talking about Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp, but first and foremost, uh, we do have the, the sad news that Stan Lee has passed away after a, a wonderful and long-lived life. 95 years of age a uh an, an icon probably the only like real like icon that is recognizable to your everyday you know is kind of a household name in terms of comic book creators yeah uh yeah just a, a legend yeah I, I don't i don't really have much to say that hasn't already been said um same here he's he's the reason why Probably most of us, including you listeners, are, are into these these kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. Stan has my undying gratitude. Yep. And there, I mean, there's a lot of, not even a lot of. There, there is definitely some controversy about the the things he created and and you know, petty arguments he had with his his uh, his coworkers back in the day, and whatever. But I, I I think it's when you look at how many things he was working on, um, he. You know, I mean, you you could definitely make the argument that maybe um, Jack Kirby should also receive similar praise. I believe he passed away a while ago. I could be wrong, um, but uh, I, I think both of them uh, are kind of the utmost uh, icons for today's uh, kind of kind of nerd culture and pop culture. And so, uh, definitely, definitely a sad day. Uh, we've already, we've already, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I know we've discussed this, that I'm sure Avengers 4 is going to be dedicated to him. Apparently there is a cameo film for that already. And so, uh, that is going to be just the most heartbreaking, like, gonna, gonna, gonna be some, uh, some, some not so dry eyes in the theater. I can tell you that much. Tyler's gonna cry like a wait. little girl. I am. I am going to cry. It's like a it's gonna be like how I cried at the end of Dark Knight Rises, yes. but for like actual like real reasons. <laughs> it's still real to you, dang it! It's still real to me, dang it! <sighs> so yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we're starting off on a little bit of a somber note, and this is kind of a weird. It's kind of fitting that it's a Marvel movie, but it's it's sure. still a weird sure. we got... movie to have, you know. Yep. For, for this to have happened during yes um but yeah now that we've dated the podcast sure, sure. i don't like this movie tyler <laughs> ant-man and the wasp came out in 2018 it okay. was directed by uh peyton reed it has an 88 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes and a 78 percent <laughs> audience score that critic and score Alex is higher looks than... down from his uh, high horse with disdain. Uh, yes, yes, on us, I us do. common folk with our with our dumb movie intellects can't appreciate high art. And it's only a higher, like the it's, stupid. It's a higher critic score movies. than Infinity War. Is it really? Yes, <laughs> that's accurate. I don't know what you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Tyler, what is your best <laughs> thing and your worst thing about Ant Man? And the wasp, kind of. <laughs> okay. I was waiting for the I was waiting for the movie change, the title change. Um, my best thing is, is Stanley was in it. I mean, sure. Uh, Your worst thing, Stanley wasn't in it enough. Also goes without saying. Uh, 
we, we would have the same best and worst thing for every Marvel movie if that was if that was the case. Correct. Um, but yeah, the except for Deadpool had just the right amount of Stanley, specifically Deadpool and not Deadpool two, which was just terrible in terms of Stanleyism. Is he even uh, in that? What's his cameo? He's in he's he's a uh, like graffiti on the side of a building. That's lame. Yeah, and it's like very easy to miss. Uh, I didn't like that, I, that I, movie I very it. much. Go back and go back. I've and seen watch that it. movie like three times, and I guess I missed <laughs> it every time. Um, All right, Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about whatever <laughs> we just watched? Uh, which is interesting that you bring that up because I feel like there are comparisons to be made between the dead, the two Deadpool movies and the two Ant Man movies. So we'll we'll get into that. We'll see see how founded that argument might be. Um, I see it. Not yeah. not to um, the same extreme, maybe, but definitely not. Uh, and I and I I probably see it to less of an extreme than you do, but I I think that there is similar similar mo- it, it's similar in terms of a inherently comedic property, uh, not really knowing quite what to do with itself in the second in the second act in the second installment. Um, but as far as this goes, my best thing, uh, I mean, probably just I I still get a lot of the same. Th- levels not levels of joy I don't know what the best way to put it is but I the the same feeling that the first one gives me I still get from this one and put it that way the, the in terms of just like it's it, the the comedy is is just kind of wacky and fun and silly and it, it's still I mean I think it's funnier than the first one it still appeals you know kind of the same the same tone um just in general I I, I think it's just a fun movie and I, I, it's it's fun in a way that it knows what it is, and it's it's trying to kind of hit that goal. Um, and in the same, I mean, it's not. I don't know if I'd quite call it delightful, like we called the first one. I know the first one, we were very surprised by uh, how we felt about it. But I'd still say it, it hits a lot of those notes, and it's just a good time. Um, my least favorite thing is probably just that. Again, already kind of going into that Deadpool Deadpool two comparison. Um, I feel like this one knows that it's supposed to be a comedy more so where the first one, it's kind of like a heist movie wrapped up in a comedy or a, or a comedy wrapped up in a heist movie, however you want to put it. And so it's kind of it, that, that first Ant-Man has a very distinct tone and direction and it knows what it's going for. Of course, it's got some really cool visuals by um, Edgar Wright kind of sprinkled in there, kind of left over from his, his work on that project. And so, in general, that's just a movie that feels like the entire time it knows what it's doing. It's efficient. It gets in, it gets out, it makes you laugh. It it, it makes you feel good inside. Um, this one definitely a little more bloated, and it's I, I think in general it's it's trying a little too hard to make you laugh. Um, I think it, it's they've they've realized that that is kind of what they're going for with this, and so they're trying to turn it into more of a comedy, and they're trying to really ramp up and make sure people really really enjoy it. Uh, and I think in going, they, I think they try too hard. I mean, honestly, like I, because it's not in the sense of like, oh, it's not in the sense of, for example, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, where they are trying to turn this into like some some dramatic, uh, thematic masterpiece. It's just they're they're trying too hard to do the same thing they did the first time. It's not that necessarily that they're trying too hard to make it like super you know, dramatic or emotional or anything like that. Uh, it's still, it still very much feels like they're just having fun. Um, but I think they're, they, and, and maybe it's just a thing of like, they, they use too much creative juice in the first one. Of course, this one no longer has any Edgar Wright influence. Uh, it's entirely kind of its own thing. 
and so maybe that's part of it. Um, but I feel like in general it's it's a little more meandering. It's not as focused. Uh, it's just not not quite doesn't doesn't hit the same beats. Unfocused is the word of the day. Yeah, I could agree with that. Uh crap! I don't have a best thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there's not even like a scene that makes you laugh. This is a funny movie. You're you're a you're a no, talentless hack. I'm trying to think of what <laughs> what what my favorite scene in the movie was. What your favorite scene would be? Yeah. I think my favorite scene in the movie, and this will just be my best thing, is when he 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 can't get himself back to normal height, so he's running around mm-hmm. the school with, mm-hmm. with the little sweater. Mm-hmm. That's Perhaps that's the, the only point, yes. scene that really made me laugh the second time around. Everything mm-hmm. else was just like mild chuckles at best. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be totally Which honest. Is, I was completely bored by this well, movie. When you well, say so, it's an entertaining, just fun ride, I don't know what you're talking about. See, I don't I know what you're talking about when you say bored. it's bored. But I was let me, let me, bored. Let me establish my point. Cause, so so I, I should go ahead and mention, I did not want to talk about this movie. I mean, neither uh, did I. Because, let me finish. Because when I got out of the the theater, I had seen, I think I saw it twice because I think I saw it with like my family and then I, you guys wanted to see it again so I went and saw it with you. And I really enjoyed it the first time, enjoyed it the second time. I think it's fine. I think it's a fun time. Uh, and the moment I got out of it, you were so angry at me for liking the movie. Yep. <laughs> you you were like, it was it was very similar to your reaction when I said got out of Batman vs Superman. It was like you know what, I, the, like my expectations were a lot lower than that. Um, that and and I was like, there is no reason this movie deserves this much vitriol from you. And I don't I don't feel that strongly about this movie. But I, I am not looking forward to the next, hopefully only forirty five minutes. Oh yeah, the, of, of this, me being like this movie oh, this... triggered me, and I, it shouldn't yeah. have, but it triggered me. <laughs> but of me being like, oh yeah, that, that's kind of funny. I like that part about the thing where the characters do the stuff and the actors are funny, uh, and then you being like, here's why this movie is systemically worse than Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I laughed more than Justice yes. League, <laughs> not not because the movie wanted me to, but <laughs> yeah, the uh, I don't know. I I still think it's pretty funny. I think a lot of the actor chemistry is great. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of fun moments. Again, agree with unfocused. Don't agree with boring. <laughs> That's my stance. I think this is one of the most uninspired MCU movies. I can get like, behind that. Like I think this is about as bad as Thor: The Dark World, and you know how much I don't like that movie. <laughs> I'm okay. not kidding. Not kidding. Oh, I realize you're not. <laughs> At least that movie had a focused plot. It We're was just stupid on... and generic, but it had something. This movie just is on... just a mishmash of ideas, and Very it has no idea links. what it wants to do. So it just kind of does everything. I didn't but like it. But it makes me laugh. Thor the Dark World doesn't make me laugh. Thor the Dark World can be funny sometimes. Um, can it? <laughs> yeah, Captain America's little cameo when Loki, you know, turns into him. It's, it's funny. Can you give me one other example? <laughs> one other example. Um. Oh, is it? Is it when Selvig is running around naked? Is oh, that, I, I was. Gonna, I was going to say it's when <laughs> Thor's mother gets stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You're. You're. Uh, you, you. You brought me around. <laughs> I'm glad we could agree on that. <laughs> Uh, that movie's bad. So is this one. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> what's my worst thing? God, there's there's so much I don't like about this movie. That's fascinating. And it, to it's me. it it's one of those things where I'm like, it's the it's a generic action comedy, whatever. Like, yeah. And it's not. 
it's not fair that it came out a couple months after Infinity War. It's just Very not true. fair. So I'm going to try my best not to judge it compared to Infinity War. Because that's not... I'm going to judge it based on the first one. And on that, I still think this is a bad movie. You know why? Because the first one had stuff that I cared about. This had nothing. Really? Yes. You don't like any of the character interactions in terms of, like, the family chemistry? Because that's something that I really appreciate about this and part of what, like, makes me enjoy this movie a lot is because... I feel like the the general theme of family and just the general like uh, which again Deadpool two comparison there um, except this one actually is about a family and about fam- familial relationships it's about finding family it's about being reunited with family there's actual st- substance there in terms of like this is a movie that is about these characters kind of generally loving each other I mean it's of course it's a comedy it's not it's not heavy it's not you know but again it's not heavy in the way that Deadpool 2 kind of tries to be to, to actually have like powerful thematic moments which is a whole nother thing um but it's there and it and it makes me it makes me smile it's wholesome family fun <laughs> and I can appreciate it because you don't get a lot of that in movies these days it just didn't work for me <laughs> That's fair. Well, because none of it seemed inspired. None I, of it. My, my like, goal for even this the podcast... action sequences, for the most part, just seemed like very boring. Middle of the road. We don't actually know what to do with this. Yeah. My my goal for this episode is just to uh, what's what's the word? Um, not sandbag, but like uh, push you to to draw back slightly your comments, so that I can I can be like, well, is that objective though? And then just get you to admit that it's it's like slightly less than objective, and then I can be like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> my, I can carry my, on with saying it's fine. My worst thing is just going to be that the mo- I found the movie boring. That's that's going to be it. Um, I was I was shocked at at how many things I thought were wrong with this movie. <laughs> okay. Do you have um, a trusty list of misgivings? I I do. It's not that extensive because after a certain okay. point, I was like, I don't care about this movie. I'm not taking any more notes. <laughs> Which is my, my overall thing. It wasn't thing like Fallen I'm... Kingdom where I was like, no, I gotta take notes for this. <laughs> Which is why I'm so, so I'm so shocked that you're so set against this, because the movie doesn't take itself that seriously. Um, and maybe well, that's a problem, but that Ant also Man. means that... what? But neither did the first Ant-Man, but I cared. Sure, sure. And I'm not saying it's better than the first one, but I'm saying that I think I think it is... Overall, it's it's hard to hold too much against this movie when the movie is is patently not trying that hard. In terms of like giving you elevated art, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where the MCU movies, even when they're not particularly great, they're still entertaining. Except for this <laughs> and Thor: The Dark World, for some reason. Um, sure. Like I had nothing to Is care about. Another MCU movie that we would put on that level, or you would put on that level? No. I would only put Thor: The Dark World there. I but... mean, Incredible Hulk would probably be close, just because yeah. that feels unfinished. But we've we've given that movie too much credit because they deleted scenes. I feel like. <laughs> probably, but I don't know. I cared. I don't care about this movie I, again. I think we've given that movie too much credit because of the deleted scenes. Um, I mean, the performances are fine. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna like say that the, the performances are bad or anything. Like, it's all fine. Um, on a production level, it's fine. Yeah. There's some dodgy CG. Well, it, not just that. Like, it's got the toned-down color palette. Like, it uh-huh. feels like it's Winter Soldier it is, for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, it is like the same Civil War kind of thing. Which makes no sense to me. The first one had a lot more distinctive, like... It, it, the first one was very colorful. The first one was very, like... 
I don't know. It's almost like a mix between the first one and and Civil War, which again kind of goes back to the unfocused thing of it doesn't really know what it's going for. I don't know, especially when it's a movie about visuals, like visual storytelling with like the size changes and stuff. You got to yeah. do better than this. Sure. <laughs> that that's my big review of this movie is try harder. Um, try a so, lot so harder. Your, your, try, your, your do review, literally anything else. Your review is try harder. My review is you've tried too hard. <laughs> I'm um, glad we could agree. I guess. Uh, in terms of me not caring, I think it's mostly be- comes down to nobody has a character arc in this movie, so it just feels it's, super filler to me. Um, Paul Rudd's very, um, Paul Rudd's uh, like Scott Lang's character arc is already out of the way in the first movie, it, where it's like he's just trying to be a hero for his daughter. So this one, they kind of start to have something when it's like, oh, he has to prove himself to uh, Hank and Hope again because he kind of screwed them over by being involved in Civil War. No. Um, but then that just kind of ends like a third of the way through the movie, and then it's it, like, oh, Hope and, and, and Scott are in love again. Yeah. It's okay. very... Um, Do you remember how forced it felt when they were making out at the end of the first movie, but it was fine because they hold, held it off to the very end? Yeah, now we're just going to do that, but worse. I guess. It's very... Again, my counter of how many times I say, I guess, and you're probably right, is going to be very high in this episode because I don't care that much because I think it's fine. Um, however, it's very... I, I would argue to your point, it's very Guardians 2 in that regard of like... The, there's a lot... You you have to be able to get a lot out of... The, and there's there's more motion going on in Guardians 2. There's more powerful stuff in there. But in terms of like... Characters don't really seem to change in that much. Like there is emotional thing... There are emotional things happening to them and they are reacting to that. And you can you can go off of that, but there's not like not many characters have actual like protracted arcs where where you're seeing something happen. I disagree completely. I feel like you made that point about Guardians too. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I disagree completely. <laughs> okay. Gamora has an arc. Nebula has an arc. Rocket has an arc. Do they? Yondu has an arc. Rocket has Peter an arc. has an arc. Yeah. I feel like you might be you might be. Looking, looking with some. They have some something Guardians. called development. Nothing happens feel, in this movie. I feel like you, you're looking with some some rose colored glasses. I you bet I am. MCU, MCU pun for it, but I, I can't. This movie's bad. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine to bad. Anyways, <laughs> um, and another big point of disappointment I have for this movie is just that the wasp it like she's nothing special in this movie and that was something i was really excited for i was like oh it's ant-man and the wasp they're really excited they're gonna throw the female superhero's name in there and then she's just there like she was in the first movie and she doesn't have a character arc and it's like oh she cares about her mother that's that's it you're probably right (laughs) (laughs) and it and it a good many of my story problems with the movie come within like the first 30 minutes um Mm -hmm. i think this movie starts off terribly um (laughs) okay but nobody has a character arc like there's there's no character development other than hope and uh scott fix their romance relationship in like the first third and then they're fine 
What about what about Hank Pym finding his wife? Is that is that character development? Is that does that have emotion? What not, about not what about, really because I don't I don't know what, what their relationship Scott? is like. I I don't care like. Janet is such a plot device. She's not an actual character in this movie. She's a plot device. Sure. You're probably right. I don't know anything about her. She just shows up and has superpowers. And then there's a whole slew of logic questions about how she has that outfit she has. What exactly happened in the quantum realm. We don't get any details on that. And I know I'm not supposed to take this too seriously. But you got to give me something to care about. Alex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an award here. It's a word for the person who's thought the most about Ant-Man and the Wasp on this planet. You know, Probably more so than the creators. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> the second I stopped watching this movie, I stopped thinking about it. This, these are thoughts that I had while watching the movie. It's not like a Spectre or an X-Men Apocalypse where afterwards okay. I just spent hours and hours and hours thinking about <laughs> it. Like an obsessive weirdo. This sure, isn't that sure. situation. This was okay. just like, I know what's wrong with the movie. Open and shut case. Okay. Did you like the characters in terms of like development or anything or I mean, nuance? Well, it's it maybe not development, but the, it's it's just they have good chemistry and they make me laugh, and that's an, that's that's enough for the way this movie. So the first one, the first movie, I when I graded that, I gave it a B plus, and I capped that off. At least that's, check check me on that, but I'm almost certain I did. I'm pretty sure. Um, you did. um and the reason, my reasoning for that was like, yes, uh, you gave it a B plus, I gave it yes. a B minus. I was like, that is the ceiling for this movie. I don't, I don't think I can get any, any, any higher really because that is what its site were, its sights were set on. It was like, this is what I'm doing, and we're we're moving on, and that you know, it was just like, it's where we're at. Um, in this, in the same way, I think, I think that when you do that, you limit both your ceiling and your floor when you when you make a movie like this. Um, this one more so than the the first one um but i i think when you make a movie that is inherently just a comedy and doesn't really have like a specific goal in mind or anything like that i think that that makes me a know that i'm not going to call it you know the greatest movie of all time but b i also know that i'm i'm as long as i am entertained by it um i'm probably not going to hate it and so that's that's where my stance is is that i realize it doesn't give as much for me to work with in terms of intellectualism or, or characters or narrative or anything. Uh, and it's certainly not, you know, a, a shining piece of plot or, or character arcs or anything. Uh, but I think it's enjoyable. And I think it's not, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've, I've said it's trying, it's trying too hard to try to replicate what the first one was doing, but I also don't think it's trying to do more than what the first one was doing. And so because of that, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively uh, small, or it has a relatively large margin of error for, for anything that goes wrong in it, because I'm not going to be super bothered by it, because the movie has already kind of told me exactly what kind of movie it is. And that's, that's why I have a hard time turning on my brain to be like, oh, well, look at all this stuff. I mean, I, 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 and I'm sure you'll have more points about the, the villains and that sort of thing. I mean, I don't think that ghosts... Oh, there aren't villains in this movie. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I mean, Walton I Goggins is I was gonna the say closest Walton thing Goggins. to a bad yeah. guy, and um, he should not be in this movie. But whatever. Um, but again, he's an actor that entertains me and has good chemistry with the other characters. That's. I that's, didn't think I, he was funny. I found him obnoxious. I found him entertaining. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to tell you how I feel. This is a feelings podcast, no. sir. How dare you? <laughs> but that's well, it, that it comes is, down to uh, com- comedy. 
Yeah. This movie is no, a comedy. Really what what comes down when you are looking at a comedy and whether or not it works is did it make you laugh? And for you, yep. obviously, it worked. For me, I don't even remember if it worked when I saw it in the theater on a comedy level. It no. apparently didn't because I was not happy. Um, it definitely didn't <laughs> work. You this blacked time. out. That I blacked time. out. <laughs> uh, um, it definitely didn't work for me this time. Um, I am looking at it in the context of the MCU, where we don't just have and, flat and out that was comedies, where we're is, judging can, movies like that. Yeah, I can understand. I have where to you judge it on from. some standards of story and character, sure. and this sure. movie fails in that regard. In in that context, I'm not giving it an context, F. By the way, I I said it fails. <laughs> I'm not giving it an F. I'm not, no, um, excuse me, sir. I think that's that's what that means. So, uh, you're gonna have to locking um, it in in memory of you, Stan. <laughs> F minus. Uh, but no, my my thing is that like, I, mean, I do I do follow what you're you're getting at with the fact that in the larger context of the MCU, we don't really have any movies that do something like this. Um, this is and the for most me, forgettable it, nothing movie in the MCU. Yeah. For for me, I think it, it beats Thor: The Dark World in terms of that. Interesting. For me, it it triggers just instantly. It feels like I'm watching a comedy and not necessarily an MCU movie, which does mean it's forgettable. It does mean it doesn't it doesn't do much in terms of continuity. But I, I would also argue I didn't feel... I don't know. There's... Guardians 2 has more going on, and I enjoyed that um, more than this. I, I, will, I will tell you that much. Um, I don't even remember what I gave that movie. Give it an A-. minus. I'm give it an A-. Why am I having Good to defend it. Guardians 2 to you? But Get I'm saying it's. Here. I'm saying it's the same. Well, the reason I brought that up was because it was. I was trying to find common ground with you because that was a lot of the same complaints. That and we're not finding common ground. So move on. <laughs> I refuse to find common ground. Um, but the it was just like, who did you vote for in the last election? <laughs> Stanley. Uh, <laughs> it's. Oh no. For me. I feel similarly in that. I mean, I would honestly say I feel similarly about the the first Guardians as well, because neither of us found that held up particularly favorably. Um, I don't know. Just in general, I I don't know. It's hard for me to 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 have like strong emotions about this movie. I guess it's my point is that it it's not even though it should probably do but again at the same time it does put itself in the context of the mc with the kind of civil war references and that sort of thing like it does kind of establish and tell us a little bit about this character um it is it is a nothing movie i mean i'll I'll give i'll give you that much like it's not it's not like a movie that's that's going to impact the it is not the uh winter soldier or as kevin feige called thor ragnarok the thor ragnarok of uh phase three or whatever you mean the winter soldier of phase three yeah words um, the, the Iron Man two of Phase three. Uh, I'll take that over Ant Man and the Wasp. I want to. <laughs> that's what I, I would not hurt. No, no, that's that's the other movie I was thinking of that I would put on that level of of. No, it's not. It's not Thor: The Dark World bad, but I, I. I guess actually Iron Man three is more for me what I'd put on that level. Um. Anyway, you, you checking in the scores. My grades, oh. my grades make sense to me. Anyways, oh, you, haven't, you haven't. You're not going to tell the audience what you've learned. No, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> okay. 
Tyler. Get there when we get there. Um, so um, I the the main thing I remember when I when we f- finished watching the movie in theaters, mm-hmm. I looked over at you and I said, "This movie feels like it was written by five people." Oh, surprise! It was <laughs> written by five people. <laughs> sure. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's come up with that joke. Um, yeah, let's let's get into the plot. But since you're there's not. not- the, I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna riff on it. I lost it. Uh, okay. Continue. <laughs> Let, let's let's get into what this what can kind of be described as a plot, considering there's sure. not a whole lot of character stuff going on. Sure. Um. Should I just go down my my list of, of just just go my down trusty list. list of misgivings? <laughs> I think the opening scene is kind of terrible. Um, with him on with him and the kid. No, 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 not, not with Scott. I mean, the oh, opening right, exposition right, right. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, Michael This is like Douglas. the fourth time we've done that, where I've forgotten what the actual beginning scene of a movie I think, is. I think that speaks volumes. Um, no, I'm just saying across the, this podcast, I do that often, where correct. I forget what the actual opening of a movie is. Um, um, so yeah. basically, uh, Hank spends five minutes telling his daughter what she already knows, just for the benefit of the dummies in the audience. That sure. either haven't seen the, the first Ant Man, if you or... as if you were if you could, no. <laughs> but like the only like Hope knows all of the information that he is telling her. Like your mom and I had to leave. We went on this mission. Uh, she sacrificed herself. She's lost in the quantum realm. And then the very end of it, she, he's like, "I think we can find her." Mm-hmm. And, and Hope's like, "Great, Dad." Why did you tell me all that other stuff? I already know that. Why? Why could? Why, why didn't you just tell me that we could find find her? Probably, probably a missed opportunity for a, for a fun a fun joke there. For her to actually just no. be like, why did you tell me all that? No. But even <laughs> then, it, that extends to well, first, a very this is a very nitpicky thing. I grant you. So it, we have the flashback scenes. It cuts to Hank and Hope just talking, and he's like, "We can find her in the quantum realm." cuts to the marvel logos and then it pops up a title card that says present day last scene ended this present day we don't we don't we don't need that completely missed that yep (laughs) sounds good this is me being a nitpicking idiot (laughs) what is it with marvel and and time cards (laughs) and this isn't even by sony did sony like ghost edit this movie ghost edit ghost (laughs) edit continue but yeah the last scene between hope and hank is set during present day you don't need to then say hey present day you're probably right it feels like they edited this movie in like five days (laughs) um and then the scene where um you know that there's the fun enough opening where Scott and Cassie are like doing the little yeah. fake robbery, and I'm like, oh yeah, this movie is going to be a heist movie, see, and then see, it ends up not being a heist movie. That's what I thought you were movie. talking about as the opening scene, and I was like, are you a monster? No, no, no. I, li- I like <laughs> that, that scene. Scene's delightful. Um, I wish the rest of the movie had followed suit with that scene. I'm like, because uh, this movie's not a heist movie yeah. at all. And I'm like, really? oh, I thought that was like the Ant Man. Like that's what they were doing, like comedy heist thriller. Like that's what the first one is, and then this one's just not. Sure, but anyways, um, you're probably right. Then, like Scott's, his his foot busts through the fence, and they got the FBI shows mm-hmm. up to check his ankle monitor and run around and stuff. And then, um, Randall Parks, the the FBI agent, and he's fine. Jimmy Woo, I, I, I yeah. liked him. He was pretty funny. Again, good um, chemistry with Paul Rudd. But then he has to 
exposit what happens in Civil War to Cassie, and I'm like, Scott's been in that house for two years. You're telling me he hasn't told Cassie multiple times what happened no, during Civil a, War? That's a great bit, though, because the entire point is that he's trying to be condescending to her, and then but then she, up, like, she doesn't have a response. It. She doesn't say like, yeah. "Yeah, my dad already know, has told me this." You idiot! Like, there's well, there's nothing. But, but the it's, scene it's just a, ends. It's it's a little kid getting told something stupid by an adult because I, th- I think that's a fun no, no, joke. No, 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 no. You can't wanna... tell me that's their intent when you don't then have anybody have a remark about it. I mean, Scott specifically says, "Wow, you you're great with kids," and then he says, "Oh, I'm a youth pastor." I'm talking that's about a, Cassie responding to. It. <laughs> I think that's a great joke because the 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 whole bit. No, no, that's that, a good joke. That, that don't I just need is, something that specifically is okay. like Scott's already explained this. To, once again, it feels like we're sure. force feeding exposition for the normies in the audience. You're probably right. <laughs> so my other two notes. These are scattered throughout the rest of the movie, and I've already brought mm-hmm. one of these up to you, and you're okay. like, "That's a total nitpick. Get over it." Um, <laughs> Scott says... Can I when, switch that to my phrase for the rest of the episode? When Scott is talking to uh, Bill Foster, right? Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, who is great in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, remember when he was Perry White? <laughs> the best part is, like, he hasn't changed... Like He, he, <laughs> he looks they, exactly, he looks the, exactly same. the same. It's just delightful. <laughs> it's just Kevin Feige being like, he's ours now. <laughs> Um, but there's a scene where they're talking about like, wow, gr- growing so big, you must have gotten tired. And then Scott says, "I slept for three days straight." Mm-hmm. It's factually incorrect because are you gonna, immediately are you gonna point after it out that, for us normies, because I don't know what you're talking about. In Civil War, like when he, Scott says, "Oh, immediately after becoming giant man, I slept for three days straight." That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Civil War, after the air the airport fight. And he becomes Giant Man. Then, pretty soon after that, we cut to Iron Man showing up at the raft, and Ant Man's like fully awake. So, what you're telling me is, is that, I'm nitpicking. Is that Ant Man is incapable of exaggerating, and or specifically Scott Lang is incapable of exaggerating, or or, or saying something silly because he is a silly person who exaggerates and says silly things. But not in a way that breaks continuity, man. <laughs> And also, that doesn't Could come it, off to me as as that comes off to me as as them screwing up continuity more so than I mean, than that. It's possible, <laughs> but that's that's a very to me a uh, it's a nitpicky a six, thing. That's well, that's to me to me that is a sixties Marvel no prize where it's very easy to explain it as oh he's talking about when he got back to his house or you know it's it's not I I I have no complaints. <laughs> You're not probably right. <laughs> Uh, my last thing is when the teacher's like, hey, hey, you, come back here. And then Scott just runs away. And it's pretty funny. But then the teacher just doesn't do anything. Like, that's a that's a joke. I know it's a joke. But I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm expecting too much from Ant-Man and the Wasp. You really are, though. But... Seriously, like, like n- nothing worked about the movie for me. Like, the comedy worked sometimes. The that action scenes bored worked, me. Sir. Like, everything else bored me. Sure. Um, 
So do we want to break down, like, the many different subplots this movie has? Like, I feel like this movie doesn't have an actual plot. It's just a, a bunch of subplots. It, it feels to me like that what the movie is trying to do is set up a, a fun final act that doesn't really – isn't fun enough for the payoff. But Because really the biggest thing that it does for me that is to the detriment of the movie is not necessarily that the individual parts don't work, but that it makes the movie too long for something that should be a lot more efficient than this when – they're going for kind of a fun this run. movie should be a 25 um, minute episode of arrested development okay that is i would like to uh the, to no, let the listeners arrested know that alex does not uh, alex's views expressed do not uh, necessarily represent my own views because most episodes of arrested development are these series of just random subplots that are thematically yeah. linked and then but somehow have... just out of nowhere they're crisscross at the end and you're like whoa i did not see that but coming. they also have season running storylines and and they, I think there's a lot more work than you're. I think you're not giving enough credit to Arrested Development for how much work they build over a season. Yeah, you're right. Arrested Development is better than <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. Thank mean, you, Tyler. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, um, I was gonna say, but yeah, the the the, the final act where the, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where sometimes this happens to me in movies where I'll I'll get to where I'm like, oh, I know where they're going with this, and then I I see it kind of play out, and I'm like, okay, that. They did it. That's that's kind of neat. Um, a big, big example would be uh, to to appeal to other things you hate. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, the uh, the scene with the um, <laughs> I just want to say the Punisher uh, with with it, it's I think he's it's the Executioner, but the um, Scourge. Scourge, yeah. But what's his face? Carl Urban. Carl Urban, that guy. Um, when when he does the what thing that's from the Carl comics, where, when he does what the thing, a waste. From, you've 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 spent enough time on that in Thor Ragnarok. What a um, waste! Then don't but, bring him back up. But my point is that when when they do the thing from the comics where he's he's standing on the bridge and he's got the the guns, um, it's really cool as someone who enjoys the comics. But then uh, you know, kind of it's like okay, that's that's kind of all we we went with it. Like it, it was neat, it was a neat thing to see, but it could have been done more smartly. Um, and that's kind of the same way I feel about this, where it's like, oh, we got kind of the different players, and we've got, you know, everyone's running around. You've got the the X. Uh, what what's their their company X-Con. called? It is XCon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, you got you've got X the XCon guys running around, and you've got uh, obviously Scott and Ghost and and um the like FBI agents. I guess they're not really running around, but Walton Goggins crew, like they're all trying to get after these disparate elements and and, and different kind of MacGuffin type things. Um, oh, well. Did you feel like there were too many MacGuffins? I felt like they were constantly yeah. back, and for- back and forth between different things. Like, I, did, yeah. I, I recognize is, goofy science fiction thing. I should just kind of yeah. let a lot of that stuff go. Well, but whenever they were talking about, oh, we need to get the thing to make the thing, thing work, I was just like, yeah. in one ear, out the other, yeah. this is a bunch of well, gobbledygook. I don't care. And I would argue that they should have, to make that kind of thing work, where you've got like four different parties going after the same thing, it should have been... The same thing, whereas they think it's kind of like everyone's got a different goal yeah. in mind, whereas this it should have been kind of just a, a wacky, widespread chase. Like, the the chase, the bit of the chase going through um, San Francisco, I feel like that should have been extended well beyond that, and that should have been the final act, is, is just, like, people going crazy and running all over the place. Um, they do that to some extent, but, I don't know. I feel like they could have made it more fran- frantic and hectic and kind of uh, uh, wacky, even. Would have been fun. Boring. Sure. So boring. Sure. Um. All right. So 
all right, let's break down this this plot. Mm-hmm. So Scott suddenly he he gets a vision of um Janet in the quantum realm because mm-hmm. he was there for some reason. Fine. I I I was thinking originally this is way too convenient. This is way too coincidental that he's about to you know be be let free. Um but then there's a little bit we're hoping and uh hankered like, well, we were testing a thing and uh, you know, we opened it up and that th-. I'm like, all right, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> you don't get you a win this round. You get Ant-Man you, and the Wasp, my mortal enemy. <laughs> you don't get a red X this time. <laughs> You just get a flat blue line. <laughs> um. So so we we got the 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 thing of like oh we gotta we gotta get her out of the quantum realm. We think we can do it. And then you got Walton Goggins who is like I want Hank's tech because mm-hmm. I'm a threat. Even sure. though. I feel like the script just comes up with stupid ways for him to stay around. I feel like Hope, if she really wanted to, she could take him out and he would not be in the movie anymore. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the XCON guys who are like, oh, we're we're bankrupt. We got to get this one last job. Otherwise, we're going to go under. And it felt like an Adam Sandler movie. Um, but Michael Pena is funny, so whatever. Uh I still don't know how I feel about the Russian guy. The guy oh, I love guy. it. Oh, my goodness. That might be my favorite. Well, okay, so I thought you were about to say the specific joke he has. The Baba Yaga joke might be my favorite thing. In this I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I remember laughing at that in the theater, and I I, <laughs> I... I get great enjoyment out of it. I think I'm more ambivalent about that one. Where, so Baba Yaga, come at night. Baba <laughs> Yaga. And then T.I. is in this movie for some reason. Yeah, he's there. He adds to the banter. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he well, just says lines. I was going to say he's the middleman, and and it, he creates, he makes it feel like it's a multi-person banter as opposed to just like one of the one of the guys having a funny joke. He's the straight man. <laughs> God. Um. So we got that, and then we've got Ghost. Can you remind me how how what happens in this plot? Like, why does Ghost sh- suddenly show up out of nowhere? Like, what's what's because she shows up when when they're trying to make the deal with Walton Goggins to get the thing to go into the quantum quantum realm? I don't even remember what Hope's trying to get from Walton Goggins. She's trying to get a final piece they can use to actually like go to the quantum realm because they've been getting they've been building machinery by working with him. They've been like getting pieces from him, right? And then and then that last piece is when he he by that point he's figured out. Right, that she's not actually hope. Or and then why does, actually, how does Ghost know to suddenly is. show up? No, I mean they do say she's like ex shield assassin or whatever, but yeah. that seemed very hokey to me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I feel like her phasing, like that, should have made some really exciting action scenes. I just don't think they're shot well enough to be exciting. I just don't think it's an exciting enough power to really... Like, I feel like they kind of hype it up a little more than what it actually is. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 I mean, and there's there's some... Like, actually watching the phasing happen, like, especially when she's, like, interacting with kind of her little hideout um, mm-hmm. is pretty dang cool. But, yeah, there's there's not a lot to it. I don't even remember what happens in this movie, Tyler. <laughs> 
What, what specifically? I don't know. <laughs> they they get the part. Um, Ghost shows up and steals it from them. They they need to keep going. Uh, they go to the XCOM place because that's the only place they can go to that's safe. Oh, I did um, like that stuff when uh, Michael Pena's like, oh yeah, you never thought you'd have to rely on us again. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I can go with he this. He tries to sell, sell him Lojack for yeah. his suits. And the, the, I love the bit where uh, they're they're arguing about um, Scott's desk. Yeah. And like in the middle of them talking about like having a serious argument or how, how they really need to get to work. And then they start arguing about Scott's desk and then, then Hope is like, guys can you please and scott's like hope please we need to work on figuring out how to get how yeah. to get the part back or whatever and that was great. that was great that was great um yeah from there they go to they go to um i said bill finger they go to, to find bill foster um and they 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 get there and have the conversation with him um lawrence fishburne is as amazing as usual uh they figure out that they can use his stuff I kind of wish the, the whole movie had just been between Hank and Bill Foster and their rivalry. I feel like that should have been the main thrust of the plot. Like, he should have been the adversary that's trying to get their tech. That's true. Would have, would have summarized things greatly. And Ghost could have been like... Kind of what they do in the movie where it's almost like a surrogate daughter... Yeah. By the way, all the special effects of de-aging people are fantastic, um, mm. whether it be Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas at the beginning. As per usual. Um, or, or when they have uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Just wait until Disney unveils it in real life. <laughs> As Walt Disney uh, re-celebrates the 200th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Well, see, if they do that, then Tom Cruise will definitely be alive for another 200 years so he can keep making Mission Impossible movies mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Until he he ends up killing himself on set. But then Xeno will resurrect him. It's fine. <laughs> True. We just got to take him to an active volcano. <laughs> and drop I'm him sure in. sure it will And work. drop him in like the one ring. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the fire. That's, don't you know that's how the Tom, Tom Cruise is mine? Don't you know no! that's, how, that's how Tom Cruise was created? <laughs> they, they, they forged him. In Mount Doom. Zenu forged Tom Cruise and forged him mountain. mountain. <laughs> um, I love this little fan fiction we've, Zenu's, we've created. Zenu's for not coming back to destroy Earth or whatever. What, is is Zenu the planet or is that what's the 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 planet that's gonna cause twenty twelve? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, either way, Zenu's not coming back for whatever they say about uh, uh, Scientology. He's specifically coming back so he can get Tom Cruise back because that's his, his, his ultimate weapon. Anyways, him in the Wasp. <laughs> I have no idea. We were talking about the plot. So they go to Bill Foster and they find him and they talk with him and then he tells them, he gives them the idea to track things down yeah. and then Scott figures out, he's like, oh, well, you know, if you need the old suit to track it down, we can go to the school. And they go to the school and they get the suit delightful little scene i like the setup with the trophy that was nice and world's Mm -hmm. best grandma or whatever Uh that was great that was great the 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 bit the bit at the end where everything with cassie is delightful yes yes exactly never mind she should be in the movie she's my best thing about Um, the movie i am very excited for avengers 4 because i'm i'm there she's supposed to at least be in it and i'm very curious to see what they do with her because i feel like that could be a very strong emotional like now that they've kind of set up as her her and, and and scott having such a just like delightful relationship i feel like they can really like rip our heartstrings out with that uh, and I'm, i look forward to just uh you know 
being a curled up ball on the floor of the movie theater and bawling my eyes out uh, through the entirety of Avengers 4 um, anyway yeah the bit, the bit at the end where she says uh, you can do it you can do anything you're the world's greatest grandma or whatever the line is is yeah. just wonderful anyway they get the trophy um, get the suit from there it gets more muddled from there it's it's a, or no 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 from there uh, they they actually get captured by ghosts I believe I don't actually yeah because they're trying to get the part back from ghost yeah yeah and so they they go back oh yeah because they're trying to track down where the part is and so they they go there and they get it um after a a scuffle and this I think this is where I was I was starting to get into the movie a little bit mostly and and why I say I feel like Lawrence Fishburne's adversarial relationship should have been the main focus because we get the bit where they're starting to argue with each other and Hank fakes a heart attack so they can, mm-hmm. you know, they, mm-hmm. they have a little trick. Um, switcheroo, the setup with all the ants that pop out. Um, yeah. Also, they have the little... <laughs> I love the gag when they're they're interrogating them and the cell phone keeps going off. <laughs> and it's like, and they need it's, to, it's from Cassie, it's an emergency, you have to let me answer it. And she's, she's like, where are my shoes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was great. great. Anything involving Cassie I was happy uh-huh. with. Never mind, this movie's not a complete loss. <laughs> I just... Once again, this should be like a 20... 22... I think it's 22 minutes. Well, That's how long TV shows re- are. 22-minute episode of Arrested Development. Re- just realistically, just star the people from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Re- realistically, though, I think the movie would benefit a lot from them making... Because what, what's the runtime of this? Do you know off the top of your head? Isn't it like two hours? I think it's like right around two hours. Hmm. Doing some great podcasts on here. Uh, yeah, oh, indeed. Runtime. Do, 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 do. Two, two hours and five minutes. Uh, I know it's 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 pretty rare for a blockbuster to go over two hours these days, but like, I feel like if they'd press themselves to get to unless like, you're dark, grim, and edgy. Sure, sure. I feel like if they'd really press themselves to get down to like an hour forty-five, I, I honestly think this would benefit greatly from it. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably dislike it. Cut out that opening. We don't need the opening. No. It should just be. Scott finds them and they're like, "Well, yeah, because yeah, can, the... can you help find uh, Janet?" Because the flashback with the the hide and seek that's not part of that flashback, right? No, that's, that's part later. of his weird vision. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying because they they set up the flashback is specifically oh, yeah, yeah, about no, yeah, Janet. Yeah, you're and right. Hank you're right. Leaving. They don't even need to. That yeah, opening yeah. is a waste of my time. <laughs> specifically, your time. Yes. I yeah, want no. a head, handwritten apology from Peyton Reed, uh, Reed. Edgar Wright, <laughs> oh, everyone. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Stanley. Oh, no. Bob uh, Kane. I, I need more apologies from Bob Kane, not just <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. There's there's something in there about Ryan Johnson and the Fly and Ant Man and the Wasp. It's it's all it's all connected. Uh, but yeah, so they they get there. I'll, I'll tell uh, you something about this movie. Nothing subverted my expectations, fair. except for how boring it was. <laughs> um, to the plot, <laughs> they get to 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 their to they they get the part back from Ghost and and Lawrence Fishburne and they uh, get things rolling. 
And then the third act happens. <laughs> and then they just keep chasing. They just keep chasing Walton Goggins like more and more, and I'm like, you guys should have taken this guy out half an hour ago. Walton Goggins is. What's the opposite of a threat? <laughs> a non-threat. He is such a non-threat <laughs> in this movie. Like but again, it goes back to the movie doesn't really want you to take any threats all that seriously. Then why do I care? Where are the stakes? Because it's fun. <laughs> even, again, it goes back. Even a fun to... movie, even a fun movie that's just there to to waste two hours of your time, needs to have some sort of stakes. I mean, the stakes are them trying to get uh, Michelle Pfeiffer back. But also another thing that I thought would have been let's just let's just handle Michelle Pfeiffer and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been an interesting twist if she comes out and she's the bad guy of the movie, and like they I get was her, waiting for that. They get I would her have halfway that. through the movie, and instead instead of doing something interesting at the end, it's like, oh no, we got her back. But and, that's my thing is that I think that would have been I think that would have been incredibly annoying. If they'd I, been I, like, I'm fine with it, I would have been fine with it considering they had Michelle Pfeiffer plastered all over the marketing, and that's that's. Not necessarily the movie's fault. I just think yeah. that if it's like if the whole point is like, oh hey, we just get her, and then she's got super powers and she's fine, super happy ending for everyone. You don't need Michelle Pfeiffer. Like we could, you could have had anyone in that part. Well, I I think they'll bring her back for future movies. Um, I would hope so. I don't want to see um, another Ant Man movie. <laughs> but you're gonna. <laughs> I I mean I'm gonna. Uh, but no, my. Um, I, I again going back to the fact that this movie is just generally wholesome uh, is something that I appreciate, and so I I, I like it would have bothered me greatly playing the drums. Yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> it would have bothered me greatly if that had been kind of like what the 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 end goal was was that she was going to come back and be a big villain or be I mean for one they would have had to make the movie a lot. Well, have some sort of for consequences for her being in the quantum realm other than she's got superpowers that are not explained. Sure. Give me something. Have her be brain damaged. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would have... Have her be weird and antisocial because that's how you would be. I would not have liked my expectations subverted. Remember how Castaway? He's gone for like four years or whatever, and he comes back, and we actually movie spend time. Castaway boy. <laughs> yeah, and we actually spend time with him trying to readjust to like normal life. And I'm not saying this movie needs to be Castaway. <laughs> I but mean, this that's movie a whole needs other to be angle. Castaway. If you want to go there, then we can re- we can remake the movie. But... I'm saying just try a little bit. A very different movie. If we're trying to replicate the emotions of Castaway. Yes. It feels like, after the first movie, they're like, alright, great. They're in the writer's room, they're like, alright, great. We'll have the whole plot being about getting Janet. Alright, what's the plan? Well, they're gonna get her out. It'll happen at the end of the movie. And that's what'll be, the, the whole movie will be about that. And, uh... She'll have superpowers that'll magically heal our villain, and then the movie will be over. And that's that's my uh, reenactment of how they wrote Ant Man and the Wasp. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
every single avenue in which this movie could have gotten interesting, they just don't go that down that road. Sure. And I found it horribly boring because of it. Okay. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I guess you don't. You don't go on Twitter much, or at all, really. <clears throat> there's there's this whole thing going on right now. We've already dated the podcast, so I'm going to continue to do so. There's this whole thing going around where there's a huge scandal in college football. Um, and and long story short, uh, there's this one guy who got fired from Ohio State and uh, apparently has a lot of, like, or is claiming to have a lot of dirt on, like, other major coaches. And, and he texted the coach of um, the uh, of, of the University of Texas. Texas. Texas University? It's one of the two. I don't, I don't know or care. Um, the Longhorns. And uh, they... He he texted him and he was like, "Man, I've got all the the blackmail on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, lots lots of cursing and and I'm gonna I'm gonna rake your name through the mud, all that stuff. You know, get really really get back at you for stuff and things." Um, the point of this is that he this 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 coach that got fired and is now disgraced uh, p- sent this this message that was supposed to be like. I don't really know why he sent out a picture of this this text message between him and this other coach, but this other coach responded with. Uh, okay, cool. Hook him, and then did the little the little hook him Texas Longhorn sign, <laughs> and that's that's all he responded with. It was the most chill, just like. <laughs> so are, are you telling me that's your response to all my criticisms of this movie? Yes. <laughs> Glad so- to know you think of me on that level. <laughs> that's a true friendship right there. <laughs> just, okay, cool. Hook him. I I think this movie. Two, the two biggest flaws with this movie. <laughs> There's no character progression for anyone, really. There's not a whole lot of development going on. That's that's a huge thing. And then, not... I like... If you were to tell me this movie is trying to be different from other superhero movies in that there's not, like, a clear, decisive, this is the bad guy of the movie. It's kind of like, we have multiple parties trying to buy, they're all vying for well, this thing. Well, it seems to me that the, it, it seems pretty clear to me that what they're going for is that Ghost is the villain. And they're trying to kind of keep that in line with more of the, the current MCU sensibilities of the villains being being fairly sympathetic and uh, yeah. easy to connect with. But she's she doesn't take, she doesn't really get enough of a screen time or the, the nobody gets enough screen time. Yeah. Like the, no, no, because there's too much going on in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and because of that, you kind of end up with a case where there's not really like a clear villain. And, and that's nice for one extent. Interesting. Well, it's just interesting because having bill work with her and they actually like debate, like mm-hmm. how she's going to take care of things. And he's like, you lay a hand on that little girl. We're done. I'm not going to mm-hmm. help you. I'm like, that, this is interesting. We've yeah. got something here. And then the rest of the movie just happens. <laughs> Oh hey, I dropped my phone. I apologize. What have you done? That probably sounded very loud. Um, eh. Okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. My eardrums are bleeding. It's fine. <laughs> well, my eyes are bleeding for having to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> um, but your eardrums aren't bleeding from having to listen to the movie. That seems like a plot hole to me. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> It's a real continuity error. <laughs> um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about the movie. None of the action scenes really caught me or like got me excited. They don't do enough with with Big Ant Man. I was very excited about that. The only that, thing I liked was uh, the the Pez dispenser, is, the, the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser d- growing yeah, big. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did um, we already mention the fact that the, the, but the trailers it, gave away too much? Did we already mention that on the podcast, or was that before? I, I, I believe I had mentioned that. Okay. Yeah, the trailers gave away way too much. Like, every single action scene is in the well, trailers. Well, specifically just the third act. Like, the, like most yeah. of the, the, the chase in San Francisco is in it, and it's kind of like, oh. Also, it's just weird how... Like, Civil War, it's a huge deal when Ant-Man grows big. It's like a real, like, oh my god, this is awesome yeah. type moment. Which is what and I'm saying he, is that they don't do enough And he does do it in this movie, and you're like... We saw that before... Well, the idea is it's weird like, because it's not exciting anymore. He's he's bigger, like he's a lot bigger. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, like like compared to what he was there it was oh. in Civil War. Like he's he's massive, but he's underwater. Like they they don't really play like like compared to when you compare him to like the boat. Like he's huge, but they don't play up enough just how he like it should look. What they should do is they should have. Done I think something. that that says something when I didn't even. Well, I was gonna say that like, it, I didn't connect that. Because all they really, all that he really does when he grows big is he grows big and then he grabs the the building. Yeah, um, this is this is the one thing that I will rail on this movie for because that you got you got to give me some of that good Ant. All right, Tyler, rail Ant Man uh, 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 powers. Um, but I feel like he should be he should grow like huge and look like Godzilla style. Like I feel like that would be a lot of fun if it was like he's he's walking through the city and like he's he's well, massive. There's a bit and, like, where he has to climb up it. a skyscraper. It's like King yeah, Kong. yeah. There you go. That'd be good. Um, San Francisco doesn't really have enough like tall buildings, I guess. But uh, yeah, no. That that I th- I think they. What is they, it with all these superhero movies However, that are set in San Francisco? All these bad superhero movies that are set in San Francisco. All right, all right, uh, hear me out. Angley's Hulk, set in San Francisco. X-Men 3, the ending is set in San Francisco. This movie is set in San Francisco. Venom is set in San Francisco. In fairness, you haven't seen Venom, so you can't be sure that it's bad. I I can be pretty darn sure that I won't like it. How about that? That's Okay. I was going to say it's fine. But... To be fair, also the first Ant-Man movie takes place in San Francisco, but I'm just going to sweep there that under go. the rug because that doesn't uh, jive with my argument. Sure, sure. Sounds good. correct. I will say, I, I like the... I like Stop setting uh, superhero movies in San Francisco! <laughs> I like... That's the uh, one contributing factor that makes all of those movies sure. bad. I like I like standard size uh, Giant Man, if, if you want to call it that, where he's... I guess that's not supposed to be standard size because it's in the middle of him kind of switching around. It's but weird I, li- that Bill I like. Foster let me finish my point. Actually, it's weird that Bill <laughs> Foster doesn't like suit up or anything. Sure, um, but finishing my point. Correct. Uh, I, li- I like that. I like the the Ant Man that he's the size that when he stops the truck because um, that's that's pretty classic Ant Man where he's like he's he's kind of bigger than the Hulk but not like yeah massively bigger. Um, so I, I like that we get to see some of that. I I feel like it'd be really cool if that was like I. I almost wonder if this movie should have been called like Giant Man or even like Giant Man and the Wasp or something. I feel like you could have done something a little more interesting with that because and then if he was like at that size the entire movie, I feel like that would be that would be fun and kind of set us up for some uh, some different action and and for it would just make the comic book nerd and me happy as well. But I'm trying to think about if I would have preferred this movie just be called The Wasp. And it's kind of supposed to be Ant-Man 2, but the focus is actually on Hope. Yeah. And it's kind of just her story. I feel like the, I feel like the MCU and Disney in general is too focused on branding for that. That's They're true. like, oh, we, we have this movie that got goodwill. We want that. What's the third movie get called? Good question. Giant Man and the Wasp 2. 
Ant-Man Covenant. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's also what, like what, I, I feel no, no, like. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, um, I don't think I don't even think you realize what you just did there. No, Coven Ant. Moving on. <laughs> I feel bad for Evangeline Lilly because she keeps getting screwed over in these genre pictures. This is not the Hobbit movies. No, but the, the fact, like, I remember them making such a big deal about, like, beefing up her character and, like, she is a real yeah. superhero in this. And she gets, like, she's just, like, an action plot device. She's not, I don't feel like she's a real character in this. Yeah. I mean, I disagree with her not being a real character, but I agree with your points about she doesn't get, like, I don't. I feel like she doesn't get enough f yeah moments. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah, she doesn't um, get any. Yeah, she she gets she gets some fun stuff where she beats up some people. She beats up um, some people. I don't remember a single moment <laughs> other than like the salt shaker and like the Pez dispenser. That's all I got. No, I feel like there's stuff in the in the chase scene. I, might be I will say one thing that I picked up on. Remember when we watched the first one and we listened to the score in the credits and we we're like, wait, why is the score so much better in the credits than mm-hmm. it was in the movie? Didn't have that feeling this go around. No. I, I I thought the the score was actually it's the not, obvious. It's not super memorable, but it it felt distinct enough to be like, oh, this is like Ant Man score. Yeah, and the this obvious is part, silly and ridiculous. The the obvious uh, uh, representation of that is in the scene where he's he's super tiny and wandering around the school, and they play yeah. like this. The we it's it's not just like high pitched; it's also like. Uh, I don't even know how they accomplish like the, the the feeling or like what instruments they use, but it's it's just like a, a very like silly, childish version of the of what's already a kind of a, a fun yeah uh, playful theme yeah, and it's it, it makes that entire scene work wonderfully. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Something I liked in this movie. <laughs> um, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. Uh, Same. It's. It's a nothing movie to me. Anything more that I would say would just be me listing off the jokes that I like, yeah. which is a lot. There, there's a lot of stuff that I find very funny in this, uh, and it, a lot of it again comes back to the fact that I think the actors are usually very funny. All the stuff with um, the Jim, Jimmy Woo and the magic, uh, the the close up magic, and him doing that like, was trying right. to look at the close up yeah. magic school and everything that that uh, is wonderful. To well, me. even the bit where um, um, Judy Greer, who is criminally underused in this movie, yeah. just like the last one, because um, she's really funny. The bit where she's she's constantly like, "You have no right to be here," and, <laughs> and, her, and her husband's like, oh, "Actually, they they, totally they do." Can. And that happens a couple times, yeah. and that was that was a funny running gag. Mm-hmm. I just comparing it to the first one. The reason the first one works so well for me is it is funny, but we also have a plot to hang the jokes on, and the plot works well enough. On top of, there's the whole heist element, which helps to differentiate it enough from the other Marvel movies. This one is just, get the MacGuffins! My thing is, see, see, for me, the plot of the first one did not really do much for me, so much as it it was focused enough that we were able to progress in a logical manner and see all these characters interact in a logical way. Um, And that's more what I... That's more why I like that movie is because it again it's a very efficient, very focused movie. Um, this one again feels like a lot of the same vibe and same tone, but it's it's a lot less efficient. And I don't really the for me that neither of the plots are very important to me. I mean it it is nice that the first one is a heist movie because you get some good bits out of that, but 
Oh, ultimately, that's not what. Li- well, and I guess I will say this. Um, well, also the first one kinda, in terms of plot, it's an origin story, so automatically it's like yeah, we have this set percentage of story that's just origin stuff, and that's that's just kind of a gimme. After like like that's an excuse almost that the movie has of just like we don't actually have to come up with a plot. We can yeah. you know first half's origin, the second half we're robbing a thing. This one. It's just like, oh crap! We have to make a full story now. Where's Edgar Wright when you need him? (laughs) Baby Driver is the best Ant Man two that's ever been made. So I haven't seen it. I only say that because it's like a heist movie. Yeah. Even though it's not really about the heists themselves. Sure. It's about the getaway you. after the heist. But anyways. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say. I'm sure there's a whole slew of nitpicky things that I could say. Like I said, everyone's fine in the movie. The action's forgettable, except for a couple of things that were put in the trailers. Um, sure. The story's pretty bad. Uh, the editing's weird at times. The jokes kind of land sometimes and that's all I got B minus oh you're you're breaking my heart <laughs> oh I feel dirty <laughs> I'm you you can understand now why I'm so much like seeing that realizing that that is where I'm at on this movie I feel like you can you can probably understand a little better why I'm so I was so confused by your reaction coming out of the theater because I genuinely really enjoy this movie definitely not as good as the first um I think I did come out of the theater thinking that I was like oh man that might be better than the first but I mean it's it's definitely not to that point but still I find it I find it a lot of fun you you need to brace yourself for this. I'm 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 expecting D minus so anything better than that Oh okay D plus well, there you, okay there you go that's the biggest difference we've had in a, in a, in is officially worse than the score I gave for Thor: The Dark World. Don't at me. <laughs> what did you give Iron Man three? I think it's C+. what did I give Iron Man three? I feel like I might have been in the D range. I should have. Uh, I gave it a C plus. You gave it a C. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. You liked Iron Man three? Fine. The more the more I think the more that movie sits in, sits with me, the more I'm like, man. The movie sucks. Um, okay. I think... Is it just because The Predator... I know you haven't actually seen that movie, but you're just like, yeah, Shane Black's a hack. <laughs> That's what it is. I was Shane like, oh, I need to, Black, look, the he's hack. making He's making bad movies. I gotta dial it back here. No. I'm surprised. I really thought I gave that a lower score. Wow. Yeah, I did not care for this movie at all. Sure. The biggest it, difference is still... Uh, and it, it wasn't Alien 3, and it right. wasn't even bad in like a Fallen Kingdom type way where it just like had my eyes glued to the screen because I was like I need to observe more of how this is bad that's high praise for Fallen Kingdom <laughs> high praise for Fallen Kingdom um I was going to say I'd rather watch Fallen Kingdom than this again <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true it'd be a tough call sure sure um this movie bored me. That's that's the biggest that's the biggest sin I can throw at it. If you're a comedy, like 
keep me entertained, and it just didn't. Like that's that's all I can say. And I know most I people just based on the on the Rotten Tomato scores, most people disagree with me. But that's and may, and maybe on subsequent viewings, I'll feel differently about it. But unless well, I'm been, it, unless, mean, unless I'm watching, like I'm doing a marathon of all of them, I'm not coming back yeah. to this. I mean, the the ever. comedy, the the kind of one of the problems with comedies is that generally the the rewatch value, unless it's a very very good comedy, is not super strong. Like, yeah, that's that's a general issue with comedy. So, um, there was something I'm just else like, I wanted. It, it, we need to talk about the after credit scenes, but sure. Um, example: This is the end. Action comedy. That movie is it holds. An action comedy. Oh yeah, there's there's full on action scenes in that movie. Okay. Um, I also haven't seen that in a while. But... That movie holds up superbly. Well, that's I what I was gonna say is like so much. like when I think comedies that like like there are comedies that hold up super super well and like every time you watch it they're just it's just like it's like pulling on a, a nice warm blanket you know it's it's, it's yeah it's it's, it's cozy that's a but, movie I feel like um, I could watch every day and I'd just be delighted every time yeah yeah there there are definitely those kind of and comedies, this movie but, I'm just like but, I never want to watch it again but but uh, I would I would make the point that that takes a special kind of of lightning in the bottle um whereas. Most comedies don't do it. Most comedies you don't want to revisit that often. Yeah. Um, just because it's hard to make jokes that are evergreen and will make and, you laugh every time. Well, uh, the problem is, I realize how crazy I sound being this aggressive towards Ant Man and the Wasp. But, like, I, 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 I have that self awareness. Like, I realize how crazy this all sounds. And it's just. I just wanted more. So, so what I'm And by that, is, I mean I wanted something. Is, is Alien 3 still the. Uh, the biggest difference that was two letter grades let me see this one was this was two letter grades no no that was like I want to say B minus to D minus did something you really put it lines. that low or maybe yeah, I feel yeah like okay uh, yes that is still our greatest difference I believe I gave it a B you gave it a D B, okay yeah yeah B and D yeah yeah so there's that I f- well, the thing is, I fully understand why you hate Alien Three. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I just don't feel the same. Sure. Do we have something to talk about that can like brighten the mood between Stanley passing and my distaste <laughs> for this movie? This has just been a downer. Of an well, episode. we haven't mentioned the after credit scene, which may not brighten the mood, but they do remind us of the existence of Avengers Four. Oh god! And the fact that sitting there in the theater with people being like, <gasps> I was, sl- I, I, I <laughs> well, you'd already, to roll you already knew what the so hard. You already knew what the scenes were, didn't you? Even if I didn't, well, what, what was the second scene? I don't, I don't even remember. So there's there's the one scene the the mid credit scene is everyone gets Thanos uh, except yes. for uh, and Scott gets stu- stuck Scott in the being stuck world. in the quantum realm, which and feels the... so out of place in this movie. Sure, sure. with, with but, the tone uh, this movie sets, that feels so that, out of place. That's 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 what you get with the uh, with big continuity things like that. It's a it's a lot like when you have a big comics event and you have to draw in all the comics into that one event and they all have to find a way to fit inside it some some of it's not going to be a, a, a an easy fit um, i kind of wish they had been ballsy enough to be like ha- have the movie be a slight bit more serious and we like the finale is him in is him go- he goes back into the quantum realm like in the first movie and it's supposed to be like oh we've seen this before like he he gets janet out he sends her yeah. out 
and then he's just stuck in there, and that's how the movie ends. And everybody's like, "Wait, what?" Um. Also, he saves Janet, and she immediately disappears. I think that <laughs> so would be, that's like, more what like, I was thinking you were he, going he for. Wa- she walks out of the portal, and she's like, "Hank, oh my god, I'm still alive!" And then she just starts to fade away. <laughs> and then, no, no, the, I, ideally, you have. I want that. <laughs> you have. Uh, I don't know who's who's the best character to leave. Is it just Lawrence Fishburne as he watches everyone else disappear and he's like... I mean, he has, I think, I think he has they, his Batman had, versus Superman face. If they had had Cassie disappear, that would have been, like, the most heartbreaking Truth. thing. Yes. Um, and the, I feel the like final... if the movie had played its cards right, it could have earned some a moment like that. Sure, sure. The final... But it didn't try, again. It didn't try, uh, so... The like, final, I can't be too mad at it in that respect. Uh, the final one is which is just completely not worth staying in the credits for is the the ant drumming on the um the rock band set or oh that's really okay yeah that was in the trailer <laughs> don't put your after credit scenes in the trailer well well it's specifically the fact that this this bit shows like that there are like there's sounds of people like crashing and like there's sounds of like Cars blaring, like horns blaring, and stuff like that. I know, and, like, everything's. Dead. I know, but the shot of an ant sitting on the drums is well, in but, the trailer. But that's, in, that's in the movie as well. Wait, is it? Yes. Okay, that's a Never gag mind. in the movie, and then they come back to it. They come back to it in that after credit okay. scene where the ant is also drumming. But now you, it's a, it's a pan over. We see the ant is still drumming, so that's funny. But it's also super morbid because it's like, oh god, everyone's okay. gone. Okay, everyone's Never gone. Mind. To the rapture. Retract my anger for the last thirty seconds. Sure. Everything's fine. Still not worth sitting in the theater that long for. But no, um, fun little little bit. Yeah, is the best final credit scene still uh, Captain America teaching us about patience? No. What, what's what's your vote? <laughs> it's tough. I think my, my personal favorite, I think, is the end of the Wolverine, where Magneto and Professor X show up. Well, I'm get I'm talking about MCU specifically. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> We're talking about the MCU. I don't even remember what happens in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Spider-Man? I think it might just be collectively everything in Guardians 2, because Guardians 2 is just the best after That's credit fair. scenes. That's fair. Yeah. And hey, there's the moment where Uatu and all the Watchers walk away from Stan Lee, and he's like, how am I going to get back home? Uh-huh. It's pretty good. So what are we talking about next week? Well, the problem is we still got like two or three weeks until Mission Impossible Fallout comes out. We timed this horribly. And by that I mean I timed this horribly. Speaking of timing horribly, let's do the Halloween franchise. Paul Rudd's in one of those. There you go. Um, Inarguably one of the worst ones. So we'll we'll have to come up with... That's not arguably. It's one of the worst ones. We'll have to come up... Unless you want to go see Venom in theaters. I refuse. (laughs) We'll have to go... It's not happening. And we'll have to come up with something. It's not happening. Exactly. We could do like like bonus episodes or you know special. How long is it going to take for us to get to where we have a sustainable year of just uh, continuing old franchises? All we have to do is get to the end of this year, <laughs> and we're set for life. Um, 
we'll have to we'll have to go back through we'll have to decide that I don't think we can definitively say what we want to do next on the air because we don't know no we do not it's gonna be twilight we're keeping everyone on their toes it's gonna be twilight well I think we have enough time if we wanted to do like a trilogy or something and unfortunately twilight's got five movies (laughs) Unfortunately. It has five we, movies. Who well, let this happen? If, if you want a trilogy, I mean, there is Fifty Shades. I mean, the... <laughs> every time I've brought that up, you've, you've, I really, like I really offended, will, will so. not actually do that. Um, what, what would, are there any trilogies left? Like just three movies? I feel like that's, yeah, Indiana Jones. Cause there's only three of them, right? But, um, I'd rather watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Don't at me! <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I don't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's not particularly good, but I don't hate it. You also don't have an Indiana Jones attachment. That's true. Childhood. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people... Like I, Every Indiana Jones movie just kind of seems the same to me. And I feel sure. like you kind of feel that way about James Bond. Yes. Right? Yeah. There you go. Except the difference is Indiana Jones has higher standards than James Bond overall. Sure. Probably just because it has four movies. Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do next. I really I really don't have a... Uh... Indiana Jones would probably be the, the ideal next step since we've we've knocked out a lot of the big ones. We'll, we'll have to check... What you, what you what you checking there? I don't even remember what movies we watched. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. And you can find us on email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on YouTube and iTunes. If you want to give us a search there, we'll, we'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. We'll I think I have dementia. You. I don't even remember what we just talked about. It was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't know. Oh, yeah, not a bad movie. I give it a B. <laughs> Oh, good. So you just want to drive off our entire audience. That's Shia LaBeouf was great. <laughs> you know what the best scene is? So the end where it turns into a cartoon. <laughs> I couldn't even say that seriously. So, so is the next is the next one of, is Venom the next movie we're gonna need? That'll be like a, a a cleanup, a continuation movie. I mean, Mission Impossible. Yeah, I guess that counts. Uh, the Predator comes out first. Ah! Let it all die! <laughs> Boy, that new Terminator movie better be good. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's Tim Miller, though. And Linda no. Hamilton came back. Let it it's, die. It's got, it's got a... What's-her-face from uh, Halt and Catch Fire? Let it die. What's, what's, what's her name? What's that actress? She's in Blade Runner 2049 as well. I cannot remember for the life of me. Is it Mackenzie Davis? Yes. And Britain's going to be upset with me because I forgot her name. (laughs) I win Britain points this week. Britain's probably like, I give Ant-Man the Wasp a B, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
He tended see, to see he you, t- he tended to be a lot nicer about movies. You you put you have put more thought into Ant Man of the Wasp than anybody on the planet. And by being associated with you, I have now had to put the second most amount of thought into Ant Man of the Wasp. Which is funny because the only times I've thought about it are when <laughs> when I exactly. watched the movie and then when we discussed it for the podcast. That's all the thought I've put into it. Exactly. Seriously, it has not been one of those obsessive things like like Spectre or X Men Apocalypse or even Dark Knight Rises. True. So, what are we doing next? I don't know. What are we doing next? Look, look up, look up uh, trilogies real quick. Oh, geez, we're we're going. All right, we're just we're just continuing. We could do the Man with No Name trilogy. We could do the Godfather. Oh, God, we could. That's those are some. I don't know if movies. people would be interested in that though. Those, that would be very on brand for us to do it and probably give them all like C's. <laughs> oh, I'm not. No. <laughs> that ain't happening. No, no, no I'm. I'm I, it's, uh, it's, it's a. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm not laughing. So you <laughs> failed just like Ant Man the Wasp. Fair. How long does it take to watch all three Godfather movies? Um, 175 minutes, 200 minutes, and 162 minutes. No, is that like 10 hours? Ah! (laughs) I like that first Godfather. I've never seen any of them, so I would actually not be completely opposed to that. I have watched them all through once. Okay. The first one is my favorite. Is the third one as terrible as they all say? I don't think so. Um... That that one I will say is too long, and Sofia Coppola is indeed bad, but I think it's fine. And it also hurts because Robert Duvall is not in that movie, and he's really good in the first two. Okay. I have no opinions. I feel like it would need to be. We could just go on a weird uh, book book in Fallout, Fall, Fallout Six, book in Mission Impossible Six. Uh, with a weird uh, uh, deep deep dive into old movies and do Godfather trilogy and Man with No Name trilogy, I would be very interested in that. I would I would like to see both of those. Yeah, all those movies. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Fun fact: Robert Duvall apparently said uh, he he didn't do Godfather three because or like he he criticized them. He's like he, they only made that movie for money. Mm-hmm. Apparently he he didn't do the movie because of. Uh, uh, compensation reasons, <laughs> like classic Robert Duvall. <laughs> I don't like you in this moment. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, clearly we can't come up with any ideas. We'll figure something out, and we'll have an episode for you, or maybe not. Who knows? It might just me be me uh, rambling about how much I like Hamilton, because I'm sure that's content you all need right now. <laughs> I haven't heard you discuss Hamilton for like six months, and suddenly out of nowhere... It comes and goes. <laughs> oh, you know what I could do? I could do quick, uh, uh, like a, a one-episode breakdown of all the James Bond movies. That way you never have to watch them all. <laughs> it's It's two years long, and... <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. If you really don't want to do all the James Bond movies, I would be interested in doing them at some point, but only when we run out of ideas. (laughs) 
that's then you don't have any interest in them. All right, let me let me put it this way: if we if we if we go for a theme here and we do the Godfather trilogy, the Man with No Name trilogy, then we're in the right time frame for me to go ahead and be like, all right, fine, I'll do the uh, the Connery Bond movies. So that's I would I would be willing to do those if we if we just like decided we were going to go go deep for a while here while we uh, hibernate for uh well, what the, are we the, well, are, last, the end well, of the blockbuster I, I guess we're continuing the conversation cuz Ant-Man and the Wasp whatever um mm-hmm. so what big franchises do we have left we we always have this discussion so sure, sure. aside from the normal pickups that we have to do now because that's just a regular thing with new franchises mm-hmm. or continuing mm-hmm. franchises cuz nothing's new anymore um even sure. though there are plenty of new movies, it's all about perspective. Um, let's see. There's there's the Bourne movies. There's Indiana Jones. Um, obviously Twilight, which seems mildly <laughs> amusing until I realize, oh god, there's five of those. If there were like three, I'd maybe consider it. There's five. That's what we're gonna do. There's five of them. There is there is the Hunger Games, um, which would we would have to I think do after Twilight. I think we would I need to. I have no interest in reviewing the Hunger be. Games movies. Really? Because I feel like we're the only two people who liked the uh, the last two movies. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that mo- that series has had no lasting impact on my life. That's very true. <laughs> and I think the first movie's kind of bad, but sure, that's just me. Um. What else? What else we got? See, what you don't realize is the the end of uh, the episode discussions. I just use these as excuses to try and draw out your uh, your hot takes and then uh, get yeah. people angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> and you've done it beautifully so far. I am. Um, I'm a master at it. What else we got? All right. Uh, we got, if, if, if we're we sticking got, on this, I'm going to... got Rambo. Rambo. You got Rambo. <laughs> There's also Rambo. It's also Rambo First Blood Part 2. It's also Rambo. <laughs> it's also Rambo. There's also John Rambo. <laughs> Is that a movie? No, but that's his name. Okay. Okay, so so I'm I'm going to just run down the uh I wish I could find like an average. Well, I guess it won't matter. I should um, take. I I should really keep like a running Excel spreadsheet of all the franchises we've done and all the potential ones. Yeah. So so we've got um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is just in bo- terms of box office. MCU, Star Wars, J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. Yep. Uh, Batman, Harry yep. Potter as a subset of J.K. Rowling, Rowling's Wizarding World. I don't like uh, it. I already don't like it. X. <laughs> have one or the other. You can't have both. Disney live-action reimagining is counted as a franchise on That's Box Office. That's not a franchise. Uh, James Bond. James Bond. Uh, Spider-Man. Middle-Earth. Jurassic Park. Avengers as a subset of the MCU. DCEU. Uh, Fast and Furious. That would be that would be another one. Uh, Transformers. Pirates of the Caribbean. The Hunger Games. Uh, oh, The Hunger Games is above Twilight. Fascinating. Uh, that's actually super weird. There were only four of those. Uh, Shrek. <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, I assume that that is all the Star Trek movies combined yeah. for box office wise. Um, although a lot of that probably comes from the the, the last three. Yeah. Uh, Inflation is a funny thing. What? Inflation is a th- yes, funny thing. Yes, true. Uh, Twilight, Despicable Me, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy as a subset of Batman, Mission Impossible, Superman, 
uh, Lord of the Rings, Iron Man, Indiana Jones, Toy, Toy Story, The Incredibles, Captain America, Finding Nemo, The Hobbit, Born, uh, Planet of the Apes, Ice Age, Avatar, which we already like reviewed in Aliens. <laughs> um, the... Yeah, if you want to hear me complain about Avatar for like half an hour, go listen to our Aliens well, episode. We have knocked out a lot. Of... The next would be The Hangover and then Men in Black, and I don't have much interest in The Hangover. Um, no. It sounds like it these. sounds like the four big semi-modern ones are Indiana Jones, Born, Twilight, and Fast and Furious. Yeah, those seem right. like the big ones. The ones that would be, and Twilight's not really a big one so much as one that we are fascinated with. I think. I mean, it's a big one, right? Box but Hunger Games, wise, Hunger Games is one. technically bigger than that, is what I was saying. So. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But we need to do Twilight first, anyway. I feel like Twilight has a lo- longer cultural impact than Hunger yeah. Games. Maybe a more infamous cultural impact, but longer all the same. Uh, so yeah, it, it's basically we got Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones. Surprise, like, did I mention Die Hard? Die Hard is like super far down there. Yeah, I guess we have Die Hard as well. But that's not, I didn't, I mean, that's not part of Apparently, people don't like it as much. We could always do Ocean's Eleven, too. That's a little farther down. It's because people only truly like one Die Hard movie, and the others are either okay or bad. Sure, sure. But yeah, so I, I feel like the, we... I think that would be a good three to knock out those. Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones, and Bourne. And we could also do the the Connery James Bond. So so my point well, is What that, happens to The Godfather and... Well, that's what I was going to say. Is My point would be, if you want us to get into Bond, I want to prep myself by getting into that era. So I want to do those two trilogies first. Mostly just because okay. I really want to watch those, and I need an excuse, because otherwise I'll, I'll never get myself to do it. <laughs> and then I'll then I'll I'll join you on your your Connery Bond. And then what how far how far would you go with that as far as the franchise goes? As far as humanly possible. <laughs> like I what? would I would do them all over the span of like a half a year or whatever, how however long it would take. No, and I'm saying I'm saying how far would you extend the, the Connery era? To would the you, end of Connery's say, movies. So what is that? Um, um, Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, and then we would have Honor Majesty's Secret Service, sure. which isn't Connery, but it's Lazenby, and it's tied in with the Spectre stuff, so we yeah. need to watch it. And then Diamonds Are Forever. And then we're not going to do Never Say Never Again, even though it's a Connery movie. It's not in the official series, and it's a remake of, of Thunderball, and it's also terrible. So we're not going to okay. do that. Um. But yeah, I guess I would stop it there. I also thought it would be interesting if we were to go backwards. Um, so we would start with like Timothy Dalton, and we would watch that and the Pierce Brosnan. Piece, I, but my argument, my argument would be that the up until the, just from my knowledge of the franchise, up until the, uh, I'm gonna get there, Daniel Craig movies. <laughs> uh, that's the, right. <laughs> I, my argument would be that that up until those, there's like a a sort of loose, fast and loose continuity. From what I, my understanding is that like yes, they are all related in some form. Whereas Daniel Craig is, we're starting over. Yeah. So I would I would say it would make more sense to to bite that off in chunks uh, over time. So fair enough. That's just me. So what are we doing next? What are we doing before Fallout? <laughs> I'm, I, my vote is Godfather, man with no name. So, okay, hear me out. Okay, okay. We could do Twilight. 
But we have Fallout to break it up. So I'm not watching five Twilight movies in a row. I mean, I could probably get behind that. <laughs> if you if you really want to do that to us. I don't, but I'm just throwing it out there as an option. Like, we don't have to be limited to three movies now that I think about it. Sure. I just... I kind of also want it to be, like, our episode listing. If people find us that haven't seen us before, they're like, Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Mission Impossible, Fallout. <laughs> Twilight, Twilight, what? Get that out of here, Twilight, Twilight. <laughs> We have options, is what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, we so have we stopped gotten talking no about farther. Ant-Man and the Wasp half an hour ago, and we've decided That's... nothing. <laughs> That's accurate. Listeners, get ready for a a, a surprise uh, in your feed whenever we we next release an episode. We don't know what it's going to be, and you don't either, unless you do. In which case, go sell your prophetic talents on the internet. Good luck. <laughs> we could do the and, Taken and movies. They have three. No. <laughs> and only one of them is slightly passable. Taken three, right? I've never actually watched Taken three, so that's a little unfair. But <laughs> yes, but yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to us rambling. See, even when we don't talk about the movie for an hour, we manage to somehow manage to talk for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's always good. Always good. Um, I seriously don't remember what we watched this episode. (laughs) You've said that five times, and I'll keep saying it. Darn it! Say the say the thing. Sign us off. Art is subjective. Nothing is real. Rest in peace. Stand the man. Excelsior.